Valley of Famine contains mature content and adult language. Check the show notes for specific content warnings. Hello, listeners. Did you know that the Rogue Valley Role Players podcast is an affiliate of BattleBards? BattleBards is an online repository of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Check out their website at BattleBards.com, and don't forget to use our promo code RVRPODCAST when you sign up for a Prime membership. Hello and welcome listeners to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers. My name is Ben, I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick, and we are ready to play another exciting session of Valley of Famine. Once again, my name is Ben, I am the marshal tonight, running the shindig, doing the things, hurting the cats, all that good stuff. My name is Rosemary, and I play Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy. And she's a hex singer, and Daisy's maid of honor. This is Austin playing Wine on Beardslay, the spy with the mostest from the east to the west coastus. I'm Ed, and I'm playing Daisy Gilmore, but people call her Rail and Daisy because tonight she's on the rails into the tunnel of love, getting married to Jonathan Graves. Hello, I am Nick. I am playing Haru Matsuhara, the samurai who is maid of honor. Uh, the wagon pull or the stagecoach pulls up to where the wedding is at. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get a big description. What's going on? Yeah, where where did we decide? Are we doing it on the airship kind of thing, or are we still? You could probably go with your original plans to kind of resolve the uh, the initial whole reason to alter the plans. Where was our original plan? I don't know. It's your <laughs> wedding. I think we're just big whatever. Oh, the Brick Gardens, that's right. Okay, that. yeah. Or what will one day become the Brick Gardens. It's still a very nice place, and very much like they are now. Nice, and I don't know. They were probably just hills back then, but... Yeah. I think you do have Father David Smith uh, officiating, but you've gotten him to agree to do kind of like a... Uh, there's a word for it that I'm forgetting now. Secular? Okay. Yeah, well, no, that wasn't the word, but yes, a Lemurian, secular. A Lemurian? No, I don't think wedding. he knows what a Lemurian wedding is like. That's He, he can manage secular. He's, he's not going to do that. So he's already standing at, like, the podium or whatever? The altar? Sure. The altar. Like, you get left at the altar, like, when you use the auto of the frying pan card. <laughs> Yes, listeners, Ben gave me this code. Well, it was it was an adventure pack. Out of the frying pan. Play to get the party out of some troublesome or deadly incident. This leads to some other trouble, however, so, you know. But, yeah, the the cold feet. Get out of the wedding card. Yeah, is Jonathan <laughs> here? Well, like, yes. Oh, I was wow. going to say, the way, the way that... I would think this wedding would go so like you got a, a crowd of people all seated towards the altar, right? The carriage would the stagecoach would pull up, Ross would get out, open the door, Rachel would get out first, Aurora would get out, and then he would grab Daisy and lead her down the the walk. Also, you probably had to ride ahead. You weren't escorting. Yeah, not yeah. Because you should be like with Jonathan. That's why I meant by riding ahead of the Okay. So you're already standing up there. Um, there's a bunch of people, largely friends, uh, but Jonathan does have quite a few friends, especially being mayor of Jacksonville. Yeah, I would think the whole town's turning out for this. For most the of them. Yeah. Most of them for sure. Yeah. There's probably, um, like, someone probably put together, like, little bouquets of flowers, maybe, to decorate the space, to give it a festive air. Um, but yeah, the, you know, Ross gets down from the wagon, op- opens the door, um, Aurora steps out, and Rachel, you step out of the wagon, as you're stepping out, you suddenly feel a weight on your hip. Okay. I 
Look down. Rage is holstered at your left. What? Uh, Rachel looks really confused. Um, and, she, like, we're literally, like, right about to walk down the aisle, though, right? Mm-hmm. So she just, um, is it, like, buckled? Is mm-hmm. it her gun belt? Yeah. She unbuckles her gun belt and turns to find the director. Okay. Yeah, the director's actually walking ahead of you. Is she still holding my gun? Uh, She's holding your gun belt with uh, redemption. If it's not, like, where it's like, I'm going to interrupt the ceremony, I would want to just, like, reach out and tap the director on the shoulder. Okay, yeah, I think you can do that. And she turns and... I'm like... I kind of gesture towards the gun, and I say, I'm not sure what's going on, but I need you to hold this. And she'll unbuckle it again. Okay. And hand it back to the director. Yeah, she looks confused and like, that's weird. And takes it and just discreetly, like, tucks it under her her jacket so it's not obvious that she's (laughs) carrying guns. Thanks. Uh, We'll look into that later now's not the time and then um assuming the ceremony is about to start or is it starting it's starting yeah. yeah so then rachel will walk down to take her place in the ceremony okay yeah the director finds a, a out of the way discreet spot to to sit and observe the, the ceremonies uh, and you get up to the front and ross starts uh, walking daisy down the aisle all right kind of Gives you an awkward pat on the shoulder and then turns and walks away and finds, probably sits next to the director. He was probably supposed to sit in the front row, but he's just like, nope, nope, not doing that. He just goes all the way to the back. And then <laughs> Father David Smith is like, no, wait, you need to come back. <laughs> yeah, Father, da- Father Smith is just like, you know, like, wait, no, come back. You need to sit here. Okay, all right. That's just, not happening. I just kind of do the roll my eyes, thinking to myself. This is why we should have done the rehearsal dinner, but no, we had to kill bad guys. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the ceremony begins. Father David Smith is like, Mowage. <laughs> Mowage is what brings us here tonight. So hoping someone would make that joke. <laughs> no, he does not do that. He, uh, starts going through the, uh, you know, the, the, Ceremony, as would be proper. Um, and, uh, yeah, Daisy, you get married. Yay! Fireworks go off, you know, stuff like that. When you Bigger them. explosions and people, yeah. They're set to... Yeah, as, uh, you know, you may now kiss the bride, and you and Jonathan kiss uh, after saying I do to each other, and and there's uh, there's some fireworks going off, some firecrackers... Um, Rachel, again, uh, you don't feel like the the weight on your shoulder, but you suddenly realize you've got rage in your hands. Oh. She's going to take it and just kind of hide it in a fold of her skirt. And I want me to make a... Nope, that's fine. So, yeah, like, I mean, her skirt's long enough and she can just grab a fold of it and... Yeah. Rachel is, uh concerned but she's doing that thing where it's like i can't get into this right now my best friend's getting married like this has got to wait until after the ceremony to figure out what's going on with this yep (laughs) so what's the next scene here uh well there's the reception haru would (laughs) haru and rachel would probably hold a dance so yeah, people are, there's music, there's some refreshments and food, and people are, are dancing and toasting and celebrating the... Haru would ask Rachel to dance. Um, I think Rachel is having a quiet freak out. Um, I think as soon as like it was, like the ceremony was over, we've gone on to the airship, she would have found... I think Ross, actually. I don't think she's going to go back to the director. Well, Ross and the director are sitting together, so... Okay. Well, she's going to approach Ross, and uh, she says, there's something funny going on, but um, he's got to wait for a little bit. 
but could you hold this, please? And she hands him the gun again in the holster. Okay. And then if, like, if Haru's coming up to ask her to dance, then she's gonna go dance with Haru. But she seems flustered and upset about something. Is everything all right, Rachel? Uh, I'm not sure. Something strange is going on. What is it? Mm. It's, um... One of... It's my gun. Rage. It's... Well, it's... Doing something I can't explain. I gave it to the director to hang on to during the ceremony, and just before we're about to go down the aisle, it appeared on my hip, and it's done it once again. Just not sure what's happening. Of course, we can't have just a normal day. Of course. You're a walking, talking corpse, Haru. Normal enough. I just want one goddamn normal day in my life. You're in love with a walking, talking corpse. Tell her. Normal days are hard for us. Wimp. Jackass. Yeah, goddamn right. <laughs> I feel like Rachel, you know, like sees you doing this aside and she knows, you know, what's going on. And uh, she's like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, it's just, it's just not fair. I just wish things were different than the way they are. And um, I think actually maybe she like, we're going to go for a melodrama here. She like tears herself from your arms and kind of like, leaves the dance floor, like, and you see her kind of wiping away a tear. If you don't go walking after her, we're gonna roll Dominion. Haru would, he would, he would, like, pause for a second and just be like, no, I have to do something about this. And he'd follow after you. I think she just is, like, she's gone over to, like, a railing to compose herself, like, on the side of the airship are we in the air no oh, okay so she's yeah leaning on the railing kind of looking out into the woods so yeah haru would approach you while you're at the railing and just kind of he'd lean against it with you and just, at this point just stand with you he wouldn't know what to say because at this point he understands he's it's being around him is both a blessing and a curse and he he would do anything to rid you of the pain, but the only thing he can think of to do would just give you more pain. So it's... He, he doesn't know what to do. I think Rachel uh, kind of does that thing where, you know, you're trying really hard not to cry because you don't want to make a scene at somebody else's wedding. Um, so she's doing that thing where you're, like, pinching at your nose and your eyes to keep tears back. And she just says, It's just hard, you know, watching Daisy get to marry the man she loves and just it's hard let us live in the now and be happy for our friend and maybe someday we can have a happy ending nope Not unless you want to make it a threesome. Wow, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, I think, leans her head on your shoulder and sighs. And, yeah, I think she doesn't say anything either because she knows also exactly how it feels. This is one of the few times that Haru is just, at that, like, current moment, is 
blatantly ignoring Lazarus. Yeah, he is actually, like, you have Rachel kind of leaning on you from one side that's all nice and romantic, and then on the other side, uh, visible only to you, we have Lazarus, who's got his arm draped around you and is, like, leaning on you and just giving you, like, these mocking doe eyes. Wow. Blatantly ignoring. <laughs> like, if you could physically feel ignoring. <laughs> Dance with me, Haru. You thought about it. <laughs> My thought was, I'm going to be dancing with you for the rest of our goddamn life. Let me have some peace for a minute. <laughs> I'll always be your plus one, Haru. Anyway, yeah. Hey, uh, you tell your girlfriend her gun's back. Um... I think actually he would notice, but he like because he has his arm wrapped around Rachel, and he kind of is like no, actually it is uh, just like sitting on the railing, okay, right next to Rachel. Rachel, just like Lazarus's unwanted mockery, your gun is back. <laughs> what? And uh, she straightens up and looks. Yeah, he he kind of just looks down at the railing, like with a nod. I think the color drains from Rachel's face. And uh, she picks up the gun, and she looks at it. And then she's going to actually just raise her arm back and throw it as far as she can off the airship. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you know, it lands a good distance away. Probably figure you can find it if you made a a bit of effort. That's not what she's testing here. (laughs) I didn't think so. (laughs) She's going to wait and see what happens, I guess. Okay. I think her and Haru would just have the quiet moment while she's waiting to find what happens. You saw me do that, right? I threw the gun, right? Yes, I did. It's gone. I saw you throw it. I gave that to Ross. I believe you. Actually. (laughs) Yeah, what's Ross? Yeah, Ross is coming over, kind of looking a little bit panicked, like, uh... Uh, I lost your gun. I don't know how I did. I was holding it. I didn't let go of it. I didn't put it down. This is what I was talking about, Ross. I just... It was here, and I just threw it away. I threw it off the ship. Uh, that sounds dangerous. Just wait. You're gonna see here, I think. Something strange is going on. I feel like, yeah, like she's like waiting, and it's like that. It was like where you're all like tense waiting, and then it's like, oh, this is a bit anticlimactic. Like, we thought something weird was going to happen, mm-hmm. and maybe now it's not actually going to happen. And just when you're kind of like shifting your attention back to like the party that's going on, maybe, uh, you know, watching uh, Daisy and Jonathan dance. I'll go look for it later, I guess. Maybe you decide, you know, it's like, okay, I, I need a fucking drink, and you start to walk away to get that drink and as you take that first step you feel the the weight of it on your hip again i i mean i would have been walking with her right yeah i I think it's like in that moment where no one's really like focused on it is when it reappears i think as soon as rachel feels it on her hip she freezes and she like looks up at you at Haru and she looks over at Ross and she just goes I don't know what the fuck is going on the one time I'm in a in a dress in a dress I wore a dress for this occasion I can't even enjoy it So what's going on with you, Daisy? Well, yeah, we're dancing, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're dancing. 
you know, one of the things I whisper into Jonathan's ear is like, "Oh God, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, why not? What's going on?" <laughs> that, uh, it's one of those like, yeah, R- 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 Rachel, Rachel, let me know, I'll know about marriage. She, she said, "If you ever turn into a demon, put a real spike in your head." <laughs> uh, thanks. Yeah, days. I don't think I'm gonna have to worry about that. I I hope not. I don't want to become a demon. Just you know, advice or, or get a railroad spy through my head. But um, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 think about normal things on our wedding day. Yeah, are you ready to fly to Mount Shasta in the morning? As ready as I'm ever gonna be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's that big plan. Honeymoon in Shasta. What is Wynon up to? I think he kind of subconsciously finds himself uh, alone in the crowd, um, and he wanders over to the drink station and has them pour him some sort of drink. But before he can put it to his lips, just a little voice in the back of his mind starts screaming that he shouldn't drink, that he should put it down, and just, like, exist in this situation for a while as himself and not as drunk himself. I think actually, uh, yeah, you're about to take that sip, and then someone puts a hand over the on on your your wrist and just kind of gently pushes your your arm down, pushes your drink away. He turns over shoulder and looks. Now, now, this isn't the time to be getting drunk. Are you sure? Because I look like an idiot. Well. I can't speak for uh, your brother's taste, but you're here. Own it. Enjoy the moment. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the moment. He kind of starts shaking a little bit. Enjoying, enjoying. Relax, Herod. I know it's difficult. Uh, He does a double take and looks at this guy very closely. It's Phil Custard. God damn it. What do you want? To keep you from making a foolish mistake. Uh, well, would you like my drink? Here, it's already poured for you. I haven't even sipped from it. Nah, that's fine. Let's, we'll set it aside for someone else. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, he sets it down on a table. So, what is it now? Like I said, I'm just here to help you not not make a foolish mistake. What? You've you've made great strides. You saved your brother. You're even here at his wedding. Uh-huh. And what? Well, that's up to you, Harry. What is it that you want? And and please. Don't say that you want me to go away because we both know that's not going to happen. And that's not truly what you want. I'll be honest. Ghost. Demon. Whatever you are. I don't know what I want. I haven't known what I've wanted since I was very small. And back then it was childish things. Like what? Well, like... Toys. Toys that my mother could have bought me had I not a younger brother. Soaking up all the income. Now, deep down, you know that's not true. Then what is true? What is true? That is a good question, Herod. Let's play 20 questions. Are you a demon? Yes or no? No. Are you an angel? Yes or no? Uh, no. Are you my imagination? Yes or no? No. That's three questions. So far I've gotten a lot of no's. Shall I keep guessing or would you like to explain what you fucking are? (laughs) Do you like yell that part really loudly? I think he does. Yeah, a few people are uh, kind of 
given Wynon looks as he's standing in this corner, presumably talking to himself. I, I don't think it. Jonathan's like, oh no, he's drunk. Your brother's again. drunk. <laughs> I don't think it draws any more looks than his outfit has already drawn. Though. Right? Yeah. <laughs> a friend is what I am. Uh huh. Is there a point to this? Please, please, just tell me there's a point. Do you want me to do something for you? No, for once, I'm offering to do something for you. What? Well, that really depends on you, doesn't it, Herod? That... uh, (laughs) (sighs) He just sighs. Who do you want to be, Herod? The agent? Wynon Beardslay? It seems your faith in the agency has shaken. I... I don't know. You want the answer? I don't know what I want to be. I've never wanted to be anything. I've never even thought about it. I didn't join the agency because I wanted to. I joined it because that was all I had. Everything was taken away. And that was it. Discipline. Duty. That was all. All that there was for me in the world. This is not unfamiliar to me. All was taken from me, too. What I was left with was duty. A dream. And it was all a lie. A trick to get me to do something. I know what you're going through, Herod. Are you saying the agencies tricked me? Because there are certainly horrible creatures that go bump in the night. And there are bad men. Agency does love his lies, but it largely means well. You're confusing me. Do you want me to not trust the agency? Or or trust it? I'm just trying to just figure out what you want. Herod, you know you should not trust the agency. You are an agent. You know this very well. An agent is a title. I think they view me more as an asset. That is certainly true. Like creamed corn. Maybe not like that. (laughs) I, uh, when I'm stressed, I make terrible metaphors. But you do have friends here who do, in fact, care about you. Enough so to put you in a gaudy outfit like that. I'm pretty sure this means that they hate me. They care enough to do it. Perhaps I shall have to take your word for it. It's the kind of thing I would have done. And I think of you as a friend, however reluctant. Hmm... I'm going to have to unpack that. So you've basically given me nothing but questions. As usual. Is there anything else? No. Thanks. So glad you could stop by. Maybe next time, bring an answer or two. Oh, why not? I always bring answers. You really? Just have to find them. Name one answer you brought today. He's Name gone. one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's just staring into the bartender's like super confused face. Fucking Name one. <laughs> that fucking. <laughs> he says as he slams a fist down on the table. Um, you probably do notice, like, Rachel looking kind of concerned 
I see. So, so he sees like Rachel and with Haru kind of. Yeah. Like Rachel looks like she was heading over to the drink bar and then kind of like freezes mid stride and looks pale. Um, you see Jonathan and Daisy dancing and having a good time. Uh, his eyes linger on Jonathan for a moment and uh, his face softens briefly. Uh, and then it hardens again immediately as he looks over to Rachel and Haru and kind of, uh, waltzes over in <laughs> the least uh, conspicuous way possible. Uh, Mr. Matsuhara, Miss Kennedy, is something wrong? Yeah, something wrong. That outfit of his. <laughs> wow. Still blatantly ignoring Lazarus right now. I think Rachel's too flustered to really answer you right now. You see her, she's like Heading out her, her head. She's looking at her gun. She just looks real Firearm confused. keeps reappearing at her side. Your gun? Yes, I don't know what's going on. May I see that, Miss Kennedy, for a moment? Oh, God, please. If And she hands you uh, her gun. I think people around us look at Wynon nervously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, why are you giving him a gun? Uh, why not? going to do an occult check on this, if that's all right. Okay. And I've got lots of bennies, so hopefully I can blow something up here. That'd be awesome. That's a 10. All right. Yeah, you're looking, you're examining Rage. It's a occult peacemaker. Uh, it's got all these... Um, Nordic runes etched into it. Um, and you're not sure if it's like a trick of the light or something, but as you're kind of turning it over in your hands, the the runes almost seem to give off like a, a baleful red light, kind of a, a sickly shade of red. Hmm. These are interesting runes, Miss Kennedy. I don't suppose you know their origin. Uh, I do, in fact. I carved them myself. Based on uh, what? They're, what language? They're uh, old Scandinavian runes. Mm. I'm sure you've realized by now that I'm a hexlinger. She well, says that you know, quietly. It's not like she's announcing that to the wedding at large. This is going to sound accusatory because I've come to realize that nearly everything I say sounds accusatory but uh, Miss Kennedy did you happen to make any deals with perhaps an unknown force the light coming from these sigils is reminding me of an incident which unfortunately must remain classified Haru just gives you a look like yeah Rachel any deals <laughs> Rachel pinches uh, the bridge of her nose and uh, kind of buries her face in her hand oh this is gonna be Hako Taco <laughs> I'll take it from your expression that's a yes oh it most certainly is a yes yes do you remember the exact wording of the deal Miss Kennedy it was, he said he would take my rage, and in exchange he gave me something that helped Haru. It was a, a origami butterfly. Hmm. And I suppose the butterfly has since been lost, disappeared, or do you still have it? When I gave it to Haru, it, it disappeared. Hmm. Unfortunately, I do not think there's a way to work your way out of this deal. It seems that services were rendered which cannot be returned well that's I look I've been down that road I've paid that price I don't understand what's this got to do with my gun I think perhaps whatever force you bargained with is merely trying to ruin your special day by causing the gun to appear where it is least wanted and least needed I believe it's uh punishment perhaps I mean that does sound like something she ain't paid the price yet it does sound like something Moloch would do who 
an oh shit expression crosses Rachel's face. I don't think she actually meant to say that name in front of Wynon. <sighs> when are you going to explain things? I feel I'm embroiled at this point. When are you gonna drop this mask of yours and really open up to someone? What do you want to know? Let's exchange information. He says with kind of a blush and like a nervous look. You get the sense he's serious. Oh, whoa. Oh, Haru, get, get some like popcorn or hors d'oeuvres or something. This is going to be good. I will listen intently. No, get, get the... Do it, Haru. Popcorn. I want to know why you're standing over here with us or over at the bar at your brother's wedding instead of going over there and spending time with your family. Because I don't want to ruin it for him. Have you ever thought, Wynon, that maybe you're ruining it for him by not spending it with him? No. You well, think I'm ruining it by not being in the middle of it when I look like this? Your family, Wynon. And I may not know much, but... I know you, you gotta hang on to your family. Hmm. He clearly wanted you here. All right, that was your question. Now here's my question. What happened in Oregon? You wanna know what happened in Oregon? I do. Who's Mal... Uh, sorry, one question at a time. What happened in Oregon? Simple question. Very simple. I'm sure. What happened in Oregon, Wynon, is that I got someone killed. You'll pardon me if I feel that's not particularly noteworthy, based on the time I've spent with you. Because of that deal I made, it opened a door into the valley that let uh that unleashed a force and uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you but that's unusual because the deal that you made said nothing about doing that I think perhaps that was separate otherwise it would have been part of the contract a surprise look crosses Rachel's face. I don't think she ever thought of it like that before. I am well-versed in legalese, I'm sorry to say. Well, because of my mistakes, uh, a good man, one of the best I've ever known, his name was Macario, and you might have heard it around town. People remember him. Something about painting a woman's house completely yellow? Yeah. Yeah, that's Macario. Well, there was a big fight and uh, he sacrificed himself to save the valley. That's what happened in Oregon. What did he look like? Did he look like... <laughs> he describes Phil Custard. I don't know what Phil Custard looks like. Phil Custard does not look like Macario. Yeah, I know. So the description is totally useless. Okay, he says, Did he have brown hair, stand about uh, you know, a little over, under my height, and uh, be wearing a, an obnoxious plaid shirt with the suspenders? I mean, the shirt sounds like something Macario might have worn, but no... He was, he was from Mexico, so. Never mind. It's not important. Uh, is is that all? You you blame yourself, perhaps correctly, perhaps incorrectly, for some sort of demonic portal. It was my fault. I've made peace with it, but it took a while to get there. I still don't blame you for that. It was more of a group effort anyway. Would you just shut up? Gotcha. 
Rachel, I think, puts a hand on your shoulder and, like, says, breathe. Uh, he, he can't. He doesn't need to. Because you're dead. It really was more of a group effort, and it's not all on Rachel's shoulders. You should probably tell her that. Rachel has a martyr complex, for sure. You're not supposed to acknowledge me when I'm talking like Lazarus <laughs> Black. <laughs> I think I slipped in a few more questions there than I had intended. I suppose you can ask more if, if you're interested. Well, I mean... I have one. Why do you have such a problem with your brother? I don't know. I think because he was always the favorite and and he can be happy and I can't. <laughs> Why not? You talk like about happiness like it's something that's bestowed upon you. Happiness is... Isn't it? No. It's a choice. You just go out and you find it. You make it for yourself. I think Rachel looks at Haru as she says that. Fine. If I accept your premise, then what's the first step? Look at your brother over there. I've been trying not to. He looks so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Look at them. They're so happy. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) He's got that goofy grin that he always has. He's having the time of his life. Yeah, that's because he reached out to others. He met Daisy. But to Gilmore, though, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do they even talk about? <laughs> the Lemurians? Yep. So much Lemurians. Wow, just so constant Lemurian. This, Lemurian, that. Like when I was getting her ready today, it was like, the Lemurians are going to be at my wedding. My point is, why not? Happiness is different for everyone. What makes one person happy doesn't make someone else. You just gotta find out what you want out of life and go for it. I know you're trying to be helpful, but I'm so tired of people telling me to find out what I want out of life when I have no idea. Well, take up a hobby. Like what? What would I be good at? Let's start there. Besides all the stuff I already do. Stand-up comedy. Let's start simple. Okay, you could right. be an actor with all your disguises and 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 uh, people that you pretend to be. You you could do wonderfully as an actor. Or a lawyer. I mean, he's soulless enough. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I was going to be a- actually be helpful, did you? You look like someone just slapped you in the face, Mr. Matsuhara. Was there something else to add? <laughs> oh, yes, there was. Just the voice in my head saying not nice things. <laughs> or a private investigator. That's like an actual genuine suggestion. Is there a theater company here? Kinda. K- kind of. Not, not really big yet, but maybe with some help. Hmm. Probably a issue with logistics. Perhaps I can pound them into shape. Don't think about pounding anybody into shape. Think about having a good time. Have happy thoughts, not violent thoughts. Wait, violent thoughts are happy thoughts. For some. For you, yes. But we're trying to help him steer away from that. Oh, look at him. He definitely takes delight in violence. Perhaps I will try acting. Seems... Perhaps you're right. Maybe I do have an affinity for it. Oh, I forgot to mention this. This is rather important. Uh, I've been ordered to uh, stay here. Uh, So, uh, hello. I'm a member of your community now, 
I suppose. Do you need a place to stay? Oh my god. Uh, they were roommates. I don't know what I'm going to do for that yet. Haru is staying at Macario's old ranch. I can't think of a better place to start to learn how to live a fulfilling life than at the home of the person who probably had the most joyful life I know of. And I suppose I might feel safer with a constantly awake guardian standing over me. (laughs) Oh, we're going to have so much fun. Yeah, and if bad things happen, you can put a bullet in my head. All right, I'll walk the fun back. I would never do such a thing, Mr. Matsuhara. All right, full-blown fun it is. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. If you were to need to be put down, I would attempt a more silent option. Uh, But I don't believe it will come to that, after all. I've seen the amount of self-control that you exhibit on a regular basis. Well, um, this has been um, tiring. I uh, think I will... uh, Maybe I can just give him a thumbs up or something and then excuse myself. That would be supportive, right? You will go over there and give him a hug as a brother. That sounds difficult. I've never seen you shirk from anything lying on. Yes, it's just it's just a hug. Of course, I I can I can just give him a hug. That would be no problem. We're rooting for you. Yeah, I think I think uh, you see him attempt to do this a couple of times, and it's kind of like if you've ever watched somebody in like a club who's very nervous and doesn't know how to dance with people. He like walks towards Jonathan and then kind of like does a U turn <laughs> a couple of times, a couple of false starts, like a couple of orbits of like oh I'm gonna I'm just gonna. Veer off to the right here, come back around, try again. Nope, veer back off to the right, come back around, try again. Nope, veer. Eventually, he gets close enough to kind of pat Jonathan a couple times on the shoulder and then almost like jumps back like he just touched something hot. And Jonathan doesn't even know that it was him. (laughs) (laughs) And Jonathan's just like, huh? What? Um, That's as best as I can do for now. I'll have to give it a try again later. Um, Daisy, why don't you go ahead and give me a notice roll? I think I would notice him doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you, you definitely notice, you see Wynon doing this. You probably see him, like, circling around trying to get a little closer. And Herod, come on over here. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I turn to some of the people, this is my brother-in-law. Hi. Jonathan kind of. Tur- turns and gives you a smile and it's like, Herod, I'm, I'm glad you came. Mm-hmm. Me was, too. I was thinking you were probably going to just slink off after you sobered up. I've had a lot of fun tonight. It's been uh, wonderful. Yes. Most wonderful. I'm ha- uh, happy happy for you. Thank you, brother. Um, sorry for things. I am too. But tomorrow's a new day. He holds his hand out to you. Wenon uh, puts it out and gives it like a, a loose handshake. <laughs> he actually kind of like grips your hand and then pulls you in and gives you a quick hug. <laughs> he goes stiff as a board. <laughs> <laughs> and Daisy sees it's like, oh, and gives them both a big hug. Lovely. <laughs> So I think the party winds down, um, and uh, you know, at long last, most people are starting to go home or stumble off home as best they can. And it's uh, down to uh, the four of you, Jonathan, Ross, and the director. Um, and the the director uh, kind of gestures for um, all of you, but Jonathan to like 
come over and, and have a conversation with her. And uh, you all kind of come over and gather around. And she says, uh, well, this has been fun. Unfortunately, I have to uh, return to my affairs back at HQ. I trust that uh, Kane has expounded upon you the necessity of keeping the, the sort of events that we saw uh, quiet. Director, I can confirm that after half a year plus of travel with these people, that they refuse to tell me much of anything about even the most basics of occult happenings in this area. Good. Glad to hear that. Well, I wish you all well, Agent Beardslay. I'll have orders telegraph to you. Keep an eye on the telegraph office. Be sure to blank the operator's memory when you receive them. I think you'll have to send them to a new pseudonym. Send them to Mr. Graves. Very well. Any particular first name, as I understand the mayor and his new bride bear the same last name. I would hate for top secret agency orders to... I don't go by Mr. Because you know that if, if Jonathan got them, he'd be like, hey, Daisy, look at these. These look important. Mr. H. Graves, then. Very well. Best of luck, agent. Ladies. Haru. <laughs> My friends. And Zoidberg. <laughs> And she uh, she stands up, kind of brushes some some invisible crumbs off her duster, and walks away. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Sound effects are by Plate Mail Games and BattleBards. Music by the Eaglestone Collective. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. As always, thank you for joining us for this episode. Please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen, and don't hesitate to contact us via rvrpodcast at gmail.com, at rvrpodcast on Twitter, or join us on our Discord server. We'd love to hear from y'all. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.